0: Hey, Travelpreneurs, Nicole here. How are you guys? Uh, So listen, I am so excited uh, for this episode of the Hey, Travelpreneur podcast. In this episode, I talk with uh, Richard Moss, who is affectionately known in the industry uh, by his moniker, Richard Roots. Uh, He's a tourism leader, as well as a champion of the travel trade. Many of you probably already know him uh, because he's been in the hospitality business for over 25 years serving uh, in different levels in the airline industry, the hotels, as well as the attraction center. Richard is currently inspiring travel agents and travel advisors and consultants all over the United States in his work as the Trade Sales and Marketing Manager at the St. Lucia Tourism Authority. So this particular episode, I had to break into two because I'm going to tell you, Richard and I had a call, uh, a video call, which lasted a little bit over an hour. Uh, It was probably well over an hour. And uh, I figured, listen, this is going to make a very long podcast unless I split this podcast uh, up into two. So this is part one of my conversation with Richard, and then look out for part two, which is going to be the episode immediately following this one, Next week, uh, that's when that that episode will come out. So, without further ado, uh, let's talk to Richard. And in just so to give you an idea as to what we're going to talk about, uh, we're going to talk about uh, in this particular episode uh, about what do you do when you've attended a travel trade uh, event or you have gone on a fam or you've done a site inspection. What do you need to do while you're there and when you have returned? And in addition to that, how do you work uh, successfully uh, with suppliers and other people who are in the travel trade? How do you work with them? We cover uh, tips that are very practical as well as, as well as tips that are social media related. Uh, so just have a listen. And I just want to remind you that this episode is brought to you by my Social Jam Academy and you can find out more information at spyglobal.com. All right, let's get started. Welcome to the Hey Travelpreneur podcast, your go-to for real-world travel marketing tips and strategies to help you create the thriving travel business you've dreamed of. And now, your host, Nicole Barrett. All right. So, hey, Richard, how are you?
1: I'm doing very well. Thanks for having me.
0: Oh, no problem. I'm so happy to have you. I've been trying to get you on the Hey Travelpreneur show for a long time, but you've been so busy traveling over the past couple months where have you been
1: been all over the US and actually it's it's been really good I mean there's nothing like meeting your your clients face-to-face and having that interaction that's that's just priceless
0: oh I love it love it all right so folks um I'm not sure if you know of Richard Moss but Richard Moss have we've come a long way haven't we how long have I known you uh, 10 years, maybe? It's at,
1: le- it's at least 10 years, Nicole. And, you know, we've, we've done the business thing and we've chatted offline. And it's been a really, really positive experience. And, and who who we are really does impact who we become. And it's been really great knowing it's you, been
0: Nicole. Really great. It's a bit of a well-rounded kind of relationship. So uh, when I was working with Sandals Resorts, you, at that time, uh, were working with Island Roots right? Right, as the
1: as the trade development manager. Right. So we
0: were on the road quite a bit. Quite a bit together. Oh, yeah. For those of, for those, of, uh, those who are listening who don't know about Island Roots, tell us about Island Roots.
1: So Island Roots is the pan-Caribbean Authority on adventures and um, a really really convenient way for travel professionals to book excursions in over twelve Caribbean islands. So you know that that really helped I think to change the game and to really focus a lot more on actual destination marketing, which makes total sense in today's world. But I'm sure we'll get into that some more.
0: Right. Right. And now you're with the uh, Saint Lucia Tourism Authority, right? How exciting is that? It
1: is really, really exciting. I mean, a more fantastic product I couldn't ask for. I mean, you know, you know, people who are real sales and marketing people can find a way to position whatever it is that they're selling, but it's really good when you can really fall in love genuinely with what it is that you are promoting.
0: Yeah. And you know, you know that, you know, outside of Jamaica, St. Lucia is one of my most favorite Caribbean islands.
1: Well, well, thank you. I, 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 I'm happy you shared that. And, you know, broader than that, I mean, I have, I have a mission. I really want to help to impact the levels of sustainability of tourism right across the Caribbean. I mean, I really, through the work I'm doing now and the work I intend to do in the future, I want to be a champion for that. I mean, I can't do it on my own, clearly, but I definitely have set that out as a major goal because... I mean, the Caribbean is the world's most tourism-reliant basin, And last year, we got over 30 million visitors. And I definitely think that there are some best practices that we can put in place. I think we can market as one region. But all of that is to come.
0: That is fantastic. So with that being said, man, tell me uh, you know, a couple of your key roles at the St. Lucia Tourism Authority. How are you working with the travel trade specifically?
1: Well, my job is all about the travel trade. I am not looking left or right. It's tunnel vision. The number one job we have is to inspire travel agents. And also to inspire travel. St. Lucia is the only country named for a woman, and our tagline is, let her inspire you. And let's, let's be honest, in business, in our personal lives, in life itself, or journey, it's about inspiration. The day when you wake up, and I'm going to point the camera at you now, Nicole. <laughs> you know, I've watched your evolution over the years, and when you wake up with that burning in yes. here or here, or both.
0: Yes. Both or both, and if you can't you see, pointing to his head and his heart. <laughs> <laughs> that, that,
1: excuse me, that's another podcast, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. When you wake up with that itch that you know you have to put another foot in front of the other. Yes. That's when you know you're inspired. You see your next step, whatever it is. And so that is our number one job and the most important thing. I mean, truly does know this, that the most important thing you can do on a daily basis is inspire your people. And so for me, I have really committed myself to try to inspire travel professionals. We don't say travel agents anymore, it's travel advisors, because we, you're not- Well, we're
0: gonna, we're gonna come back to that, because I still tell my clients to say travel agents, because you're, you're, you're right, you're, you're- I know, I
1: know, wait, no, I agree. There has to be some transition, because the whole world knows um, knows the, the grouping as travel agents, but we're finding ways, along with Asta to promote that but yes. yeah
0: and that's but what they google by the way travel agent
1: true i i totally take your point nicole i'm sorry for pointing at you but anyway uh, <laughs> <laughs> let me put my hands you so, see that
0: on the podcast but yeah very 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 aggressively
1: <laughs> it's called passion so the passion. Thing is, you know that yeah. so the thing is it's really to inspire travel professionals to know where they are, where they want to go, and what are the vehicles and tools that can take them there. And that, again, comes through coaching. But we have to be inspired first.
0: Yeah. Yes, I agree. So no matter what value you're adding or what resource you are to that person, inspiring them to actually take action on what you're teaching is the first truth right
1: absolutely absolutely and also to remember you are only competing with yourself um there's no need to look at the entire world and to be overwhelmed let's figure out where we are where we're going how we're going to get there perfect business
0: love it all right so the reason why i wanted to have you here uh actually no before we before we get to that let's talk about you you know you're with the st lucia tourism authority Tell me a couple of things now that's going on in St Lucia um, that you know maybe it 's a reminder for the folks who are up to date and then you know some some new information for those who don 't know the big things that are happening in St. Lucia at the moment.
1: Well, I have to say that the one thing I love about the St. Lucian tourism product is that wherever the nationals or residents of St Lucia go to enjoy themselves. To party at the weekly street party every Friday in Rosalie, etc., um, is where the tourists are. And so what you find is it's a very, it's a symbiotic relationship. It's, it's not one where there are designated tourist areas. And you know, and so I I, I want to highlight that first up. But secondly, which we're very, very proud of, this is St. Lucia's 40th year. Of independence, so essentially wow. 40th birthday. So, you know, life begins at 40. For those of us who have been there, I know you haven't, Nicole, but that's fine, it's coming up.
0: Uh, and, yeah, yeah, no, we'll continue to live for a little bit longer. Go ahead.
1: <laughs> and then we're definitely having events throughout the year to commemorate that fantastic. Um, milestone in a in nation's history. And for those of you who may not know, it's the British and the French that kept fighting over St. Lucia. But in 1979, St. Lucia secured its independence from Britain. And so that is why St. Lucia is also so interesting, because of that dual, that duality, that creolization that took place. So even in terms of the food, there are the East Indian influences, there's the African influences, the British influences, the French, amazing. And so I want to let everybody know that this is the year to send your folks to St. Lucia, because there is something happening at every turn. But coming up in May is the world-renowned St. Lucia Jazz Festival, yes. which is in collaboration with Jazz at Lincoln Center. So it's going to be... I
0: just saw that. Did, it, am I seeing that? Did I say that correctly, where there's, there's, there's St. Lucia Jazz being brought to Lincoln Center?
1: Well, they are actually helping to produce the show, and they're literally going to be adding their flair and flavors. Only they could do it. And so, yes, this is the Jazz at Lincoln Center um, from New York. And so they'll be influencing the festival in terms of having smaller, more intimate venues. But we are taking the festival into the community. But Really nice venues and some excellent um, jazz artists as well, such as Etienne Charles, Gregory Porter, see Some really, really good names in jazz. And that's happening in May. It's May 4 through 12. So definitely that is a reason to come to St. Lucia. And then finally, we're modernizing our airport. So in the future, you won't be walking down steps anymore, which some of us miss can i tell
0: you can we stick a pin there it is yeah. one of the most amazing things because you know back in the day um actually still some areas because i've been to iceland and i actually had to walk off the plane on the outside but i'm sure you know they wow. have other options but i actually quite like that right nice. it, it is not very convenient if you're you know in a particular kind of shoes or if you have yes. lunch, right, but. Or some kind of physical, you know, disability, but it is. I actually love walking out of the airport, out of the airplane, down the stairs, across the, you know, the walkway, and or is that yes. the Is that what they call that? And then going inside to customs and immigration. I actually quite like that. But yeah, so you're saying that now that's being modernized.
1: Yes, but if you come this year, you will still get a chance okay. to experience it. We're not getting rid of that this year, okay? Perfect.
0: It's like um <laughs> it's like I, you know, I, every time I do that in Jamaica. Every, well, I haven't done that in Jamaica in a while cuz I've always I haven't gotten off the plane and walk out from the plane I know yes. a long time in Jamaica, but when I used to do that when, you know, I would often remember a Bob Marley song. Is it Bob Marley? Coming in from the cold. I don't want to say Oh yes. Like, yes I'm it is but um <laughs> you don't want to hear me today. but you know that song coming in from the cold that was just every time i walk off the plane I They're think. coming in coming in except I when it. i was in iceland it was coming into the cold <laughs> um, The air was nice and fresh <laughs> but yes all right so that's great um i'm glad there's a lot going on in st lucia uh this year they all sound exciting i have been to st lucia in probably about at least a year and a half so i definitely want to get there Um, soon over the next year so to promote all of these things that's been going on in St. Lucia and especially with the with the 40 year anniversary um, you've been doing a lot of events in the United States so whether it is blitz or sales calls or or dinners or or functions you've been promoting St. Lucia quite a bit uh, to the US travel trade correct
1: that's correct yes Uh, that is ongoing
0: Okay, ongoing uh, since, well, it's, it's a normal thing uh, in the travel industry to be, you know, to do supplier dinners or, or trade dinners. But I'm sure you've probably amped up uh, the whole uh, process uh, since the 40th or since the anniversary started, right? Or to promote the things that are happening in St. Lucia now. So because of that, that's the reason why I wanted to, one of the reasons I wanted to have you on is I know that when you and I talked about this, you know, several months ago, we had talked about... Doing this is how long we've been trying to do this podcast, folks. Um, <laughs> we talk about if we ever did something together, we would talk about basically how can the travel trade uh, work better with um the travel suppliers right so you know we have these events we have these dinners and then you know you you know you may get on stage and you may talk about what's going on in st lucia or another supplier may talk about what's going on you know with their product and then what does a travel agent do after that right how do you now take that information run with it and then use it to be able to to promote to your audience and to your clients how do you then use that information to promote yourself and to promote your business. So uh, do you have any tips on that? So what can a travel agent do while they are at your event to promote their brand and their services?
1: Okay, well, I, I, I firstly want to just mention the fact that when we go out on the road to do our sales blitz or sales calls, it's such an important part of our mix. And that's because As the old adage goes, you're only as good or as relevant as the last salesperson that walked in. And so we're walking into your offices, but there are also other folks that are coming in behind us. And for me, just as travel is, and it doesn't matter where you travel in the world, um, travel should be memorable. And so should our interaction and engagement with you. I think it's a very different world. And let's be very frank that there are well over 80 million millennials in the United States. Let's focus on that for a moment. A
0: lot of millennials.
1: And, and what is a very interesting? Last year, I believe it was, according to the census figures, the millennials finally Took over the baby boomers in terms of numbers. Right. And what that means is that there has been a shift. And for those of us that are in the travel business and marketing, we have to be adaptable. And so it's very critical that we know our audience. And I think, to be honest with you, I'm very happy with all the diversions and detours that my career has taken because I've been in the airline business. A hotel business, I've been a communicator, I've, I've now gone into destination marketing. Right. But all those little skills that you pick up along the way are so important to achieving that momentum. And that is why every year you will see us hitting hitting the pavement in the winter. We'll follow up in the spring and we're definitely out there in the fall. Oh well, yes. yes. The fall after the fall comes the winter and we You're want to up that
0: winter business.
1: Uh, absolutely. Yes. So taking it to the travel professional now, I think it's very important to know your audience. Know your product mix, the ideal product mix. The 80-20 rule of management and leadership is always important. Where does 80% of your business come from? Is it the romance sector? Is it honeymoons, destination weddings? Is it leisure, just leisure travel? Is it corporate? Is it groups and incentives? And what makes sense for you given where you are right now? What is your low-hanging fruit? I think those questions are very important because one of the laws of business, which is unwritten, is that you must focus. Narrow your focus because one of the things me and my team have to remember all the time is that The things that matter most must never, ever be at the mercy of things that matter less. And so while we're doing all that we're doing, we still have to ensure that the critical things are being dealt with. So we will have events throughout the um, various key markets in the U.S. Notice I said key markets. And it's not that we don't love you in a certain part of the market. but certainly focus is a key thing. We'll have the events and we'll bring our hotel partners because again, our business is about credibility. You want to hear it from the horse's mouth. And so by bringing the general managers of the property, by bringing the directors of sales, and sometimes bringing team members from all levels, we're then able to share a fuller experience with you. So here we are. You show up for an event. And one of the things we need for you to do is absolutely let the world know where you're going, first of all.
0: Yes. It's
1: important as a travel professional for folks to know that you're constantly on that cutting edge, that you are, you have that gravitas. Yes. That you are being invited to these events because you are respected in the industry.
0: And it also makes your audience feel like an insider.
1: Well, thank you very much. Because let's be, let's be very honest. And I did a video recently which spoke about those who are pushing that narrative that you may not need a travel professional. Well, let me tell you. In this digital age, you definitely more than ever need a travel professional to wade through those 1.5 million options. And let's be very frank, too. And let me not get too controversial. but I mean, the whole algorithms that help to run the world of websites, folks, you need an expert that has your interest at heart. And I think that travel professionals are like vacation doctors. I've said it before. You are there to prescribe the particular remedy in terms of a destination, but not just any destination and not just any hotel. And then when it comes to the attractions, it's right. very important because telling is not selling. It's about getting into the psyche of that family. You have a family of four. You know, little Susie wants to be a marine biologist, so she may actually enjoy this. She wants to be certified as a diver. But little Tommy, he, he wants to be a chef. Right. And so it's for that travel professional to exert um, their, their expertise to right. so then say, well... <laughs> Mary, Mary, based on what you've shared with me, here is what little Tommy will like. Here is what little Susie will like, and this is why I think this is a perfect. And you you present that on a platter for them. For now, them. That, guiding them through the sales process like that takes an expert. But le- let's let's also mention though that a travel professional is not expected to know everything. What you are expected though is to know exactly where to find it, you can and you that's why that's why coming to these events ensures that you are connecting with these folks the folks that can literally put a note in the room from you rock star travel professional lisa right and make your guests feel like the royalty that they truly are but another aspect of it is taking photographs a simple thing like taking photographs with these persons because if it's not on social media in 2019. It didn't happen.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it didn't happen. So, and you're right. So coming to these events where you have, you know, the, the other, the suppliers from the hotels or the tour companies or whatever the services yes. on the island or whatever, you know, whatever country or yes. event you're going to, um, it is great, like you said, to promote the fact that you are there. To promote so, the fact that, you know, I'm taking a picture with Richard who worked for the St. Lucia Tourism Authority and asking questions. Have you ever been to St. Lucia, right? Um, which is just something to kind of start the conversation because, you know, conversations lead to conversions, right? Right. And you want that engagement. And like you said, also showing that you know and you're affiliated with, you know, the general manager or the director of sales or something like that. So at an event that can be very useful for you to, to show that on social media. And if you're right. not really social media savvy, definitely save the photos now then and send that out in a newsletter, right? To mail list, you know, that night or or the next day, you, you want to be feeding off the momentum of what just happened. So, so do you, I, I know oftentimes that, oftentimes you are at an event, you are the host of this event, you don't always have a lot of time you know, during the event to necessarily speak with people one and one because you're running the show, right? But do you find that after the event has closed, after the dinner has closed or whatever kind of event it is, do you feel that's a great time for people to, um, for travel agents to come to you and say, hey, can we do a quick video, you know, two minutes or three minutes to my audience? Or can you say something to the camera Um, specifically for this client that I'm trying to book to St. Lucia. They've been trying to go to St. Lucia. Maybe a quick message from you would help. Do you find after the show is a good time or can you make another suggestion?
1: Well, let me tell you, um, for me, I'm I'm really from that old school where if you're having an event, we want to be out there right at the very front to greet you. It can get a little overwhelming, as you mentioned, because, and that's for me, because I, I would probably be the host. Um, oh. But I make that time because I know how mutually beneficial it is. Right. And at the end of the day, I also ensure that I have a number of other team members as well. And um, I will always share that with the hotel partners or the attraction partners as well. But absolutely, folks do come and they ask. And I will always oblige. I've done that quite a bit. I actually used to do that with you. Yes. So, <laughs> the Boston Globe show, remember?
0: Yes, um, we did a ton of videos and photos. That was great. Very
1: important. And that was long before it was even very popular. Right? I want to say, though, that one of the keys is that things must be personal. It's good that they're of a personal nature. Right. And so it's always good to ensure that the language that you use that the even the way that you are posed is personal. It doesn't help if it seems as if you just ran into this person. So it's very important with your social media that everything not look too posed or um, that it's not genuine. Absolutely. So never ever tell them what you're going to ask before. That's a that's a point. Yeah. Um, just say, make a general statement. I'd like to speak with you a little bit about your um, your resort. Obviously, if there's an event and they need to remember dates or whatever, then you could you could say, "I'm going to ask you about this, this and that." And that's it. Don't do the interview before because invariably, the broadcaster in me, by the way, Nicole, says that folks are always going to say, well, as I said before, <laughs> right? <laughs> so you never want right. that. So right. never never interview them off camera. Always just do it on the spur of the moment. Right. And doing a video. Completely
0: out of context, right? But
1: yes. Can I leave a very simple point as well? Yes. With your videos, with your videos, always film in the landscape mode. I find that the portrait mode makes you look like you're looking through a little keyhole. It's always good to capture a little extra action in the background, and it does format better on websites as well as on Facebook.
0: Correct, Um, but that also depends on what you're using it for, right, so if you're recording this video to use on Facebook, for example, or in an Instagram feed, post then absolutely landscape is great if you're using it on youtube absolutely you want to go landscape but if it's something that you're planning on on posting in your for example on igtv Mm -hmm. um, or in your instagram story then that looks better when it's in portrait mode Uh, but there are apps and 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 little you know software you know options that you have to to kind of edit those to make it look better but think of how you're going to be using this for the most part landscape is going to be your option because a lot of people are using it on on facebook or on youtube and in their post feeds right right
1: and um as as we've also discussed um, nicole a live a live video here and there is very very good because oh, yeah. of how that gets positioned Absolutely. on the wide web
0: Yes, because especially on on Facebook, uh, Facebook will now show your live video. It gives top priority to live videos and pre-recorded videos. Yes. Uh, you know to is that a secret? Yes. Say that. Yes. I want my people to know. Yes, to, know. I want I know. People to know that Facebook is. A higher priority to live videos than they do to pre-record a video or they're just videos that you upload okay yes that's some analytics tip for you um, yes. go live as often as you possibly can
1: i also find and a very another simple point but very important is that a lot of folks on facebook and we are quite cognizant of the age bracket of the average travel agent. Let's, let's be very frank there. Right. Um, the last survey I saw said that over 70% were at least 41 years old. So Facebook is a fairly popular channel for travel professionals. And at the end of the day, folks, I think it's very important to know when to diversify and how to diversify.
0: And where your audience lives
1: that is correct absolutely so going right back to the first point we made which is narrow your focus you can't be in your business you can't be everything to everyone and likewise you can't be on every platform and especially for those sole trader travel professionals those armies of one you have to choose And there's nothing wrong with choosing, but there also comes a point where you have to know when to diversify. But to the point of Facebook, a lot of us are making posts and those posts are only going to our friends. It's important.
0: No kidding.
1: Yes, if you have that important message to share, make sure you click on that little icon next to the date and the time and make it the globe so it goes out to the world. And that's that's a very simple point, but a very important one because if you don't do that, it can't be shared.
0: It can't be shared. So, sorry, what you're talking about to get to get very specific for for those of you who are listening, the the what he's talking about is when you share something on Facebook. Obviously, if it's a personal thing and you only want your friends and you know uh, close acquaintances to see it, then great, you know, make it a regular post. But if it's something that's ultimately going to create a, a better a wider audience for you or get you more clients like sharing something at a travel event you want to make that a public post and it's it's right at the top of your post i believe it's on the right hand side correct me if i'm wrong and it's a globe figure and you can just I select one, and yeah and then make it a public post so that people can share it and that's how you go viral too right let's let's be honest on that All right. And pause. All right, folks. So this is where we're going to end this episode of my conversation with Richard. Part two of this conversation, which you do not want to miss, is going to come out next week. So make sure you subscribe so that you do not miss a beat, so that you are immediately notified when part two comes out. All right, folks, have a wonderful rest of your day. Talk soon. See you around.